Hi, Jazz. Thank you so much for being on this podcast with me and talking about everything spirituality, reality, anything healing, and everything in between. So welcome and thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I was going to introduce you, but then I thought it'd probably be better for you to be able to introduce yourself. Uh, so please introduce yourself to everyone watching. Yeah, what's up, guys? My name is Jazz. I am a psychic intuitive and a spiritual healer. I just really like to come and help people understand that they create their own reality. So, um, you know, pretty much the basis of my teachings is just helping people realize you can create your dream life if you can just align to it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love that. It's very, very in line with my path as well. And we actually got to know each other through TikTok and I remember when I saw one of your videos, I was like, whoa, like this very, very similar kind of message that we're both giving out there. Uh, and that's when I reached out and now we're here. So again, thank you. Absolutely. Um, um, so we've got a few points to want to talk about, but one of the kind of hot topics, well, maybe not even hot topics, but maybe one of the things that a lot of people that I've recognized are loving that I'm talking about uh, is reality and how that works. Uh, so maybe we can start talking about that. What, how have you found that kind of content on your TikTok and your social media going? So um, with reality, wait, how have I found like other people understand reality or how have I found? Just like, the content, the, the content that you put out there about reality. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the way that I see reality and the way that it truthfully works, whether you're understanding it or not, is whatever you're thinking is what you're attracting, whether you want it or you don't want it. You know, the, the law of attraction doesn't really understand wants and diswants. So there is just a, a major need to, you know, dig into where your negative thoughts are being projected from so that you can really understand how to create the reality that you want on the outside. I feel like a lot of people are tuning into the spirituality side of life right now because they're starting uh, the vibration of the planet is raising. So like naturally, a lot of people are feeling more, uh, more and more pulled to the spiritual, but their problem is when they get into it, they don't understand the healing aspect. You know, they want to get the crystals, they want to get the tarot cards, but they don't understand that if you don't do the inner child healing, you're not ever going to change the outer environment. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people are almost there, but they'll either give up or they'll go against it when they start realizing that they're not comfortable with the healing element yet. Yeah, I completely agree 100%. This, and, and, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with I always call it unfinished advice that is out in the mainstream spiritual community. And one of the reasons that I don't necessarily just say, Hey, you just got to change your thoughts and that's it. And leave it like that is because it can be so invalidating to, for someone to hear that who's struggling. I, I remember on the beginning of my journey when I didn't understand what these things meant. Like mm -hmm. change your thoughts. I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to change it to this. But I had no idea that there were so many aspects of myself that were also thinking unconsciously to me that were also playing a role in creating the reality that I was creating. And I like, I remember I heard things like, oh, all you got to do is let go. And I'm like, let go of what? Like, what does right. that mean? Like, what? I, and I was like, let, let go. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to let go of. Right. So, but uh, I it, found. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say I found a lot of the advice that you hear in the spiritual mainstream spiritual community are unfinished advice that are just kind of like it's just about they they're speaking about all right. This is the goal. They just tell you the goal. They don't but, tell you how to. Yeah, exactly. And and I understand that to a degree. It's like all right. I'm going to tell you the goal. But then if I want to explain to you how to get there, it's going to take me another seven, eight minutes on this video. But I, I I wasn't, I was never expecting like, right, you need to tell me everything. Just tell me a little bit more. Like, what, what does that mean? Like you just said now, you need to change your thoughts by doing the healing. Like you mm -hmm. have to do the healing. You have to go to the inner child and do that. It's just that message was never clear to me on my path. 
And you weren't the only one. I, I genuinely do feel like there's two major themes that we see happening in the community, which is either that somebody starts to learn something that they feel like resonates with them. And before giving themselves the proper time to really learn through all of those topics, they're like, oh, well, this resonates inside. So I'm going to go teach this to other people. And I can even say that I've been somebody who has been guilty of doing that in the past, where I just wanted to teach so badly that I got on the camera and was like, well, this resonated inside, so it must be true. But I hadn't even gone through the experiences to get me to understand what that meant. And when people do that, they only have half the story. And, yeah. and then there's the other side of it, where, like you said, they don't want to take the time to explain, but you leave so many people feeling confused. I do think that there's like a major like shift in those of us who are feeling called to lead others, where we're looking for a new style of teaching that fills in the blanks. Something that I have been noticing a lot in the spiritual community, even the people that I used to watch on YouTube, they are changing the way they're teaching from directly talking to the camera to storytelling because it's so much more, you can understand it more. When when you're just like listening to someone talk at you and you haven't experienced those things, you're not gonna get that. But when you yeah. watch a movie, and something resonates and you feel it inside you kind of get the point like you know there's a, there's a shift in the dynamic because people are realizing you're not teaching the full story and people aren't getting this yeah no i completely agree and that makes a lot of sense as well like one of my most uh, popular videos was when i did a skit and told a story instead of just speaking to the camera or something and you're right that that storytelling just hits in a different way and honestly i feel like you can you can give more information in a story than just talking as well i agree i fully yeah. agree it's um the actual video that i did it was really I, I to be honest with you i mean i told you earlier like i love video editing create the creation side of me the creative side of me is very much to do with video editing. I've been video editing for many, many years before I was awake as well. And I went like, I went, I got really good at doing uh, effects on myself. And I would like headbang my hair and it would go like that. And then I'd do this like effect on my hair where it would, all the colors would change and everything. I got really, really interested in it. Um, and I think I'm being called to do that more as well. And I will do things like that. But the video that I did, was about um how reality works and the way that i was able to express it was able to give so much information in a way that people understood mm -hmm. and and the amount of questions that have come from that in in terms of right i get this now but what about this? But that just, I get this now. It was like, oh, that was, that was, that's always been very hard to get people to understand this part. And, right. And I, I use the story of, right, it's like a, a virtual reality game. You put your headset on and you're playing first person. And it was like a free roaming virtual reality game. So like Grand Theft Auto, but in first person perspective. And instead of using a pad, to play the game or a mouse and keyboard you're using your thoughts so you've got the headset on and your thoughts are controlling the game so whether you want to move your character you do that with thought like if i'm doing this the reason i'm moving is because i'm thinking it this is exactly. all with thought and also my reality is also created by thought so by doing that it's you know but what the reason I chose to say it as a game is because it's so relatable. But is it a game? Yes and no. Both. Yeah. I mean, I call it Earth School, but I also view it as a game. If, I, if I'm being super honest with you, I feel like the people who have gone through, um, you know, painful spiritual awakenings, because I will say that the majority of us, sorry, my camera is a little crooked. The majority of us who have awoken have had some type of pain that sparked that. And not everybody. Nowadays, it's easier that they don't have to go through pain first. But a lot of us have dealt with that. And what I noticed was that I have lived my life kind of in escapism 
for the majority of my life as a, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like a, a trauma response to my outer environment. It freaked me out so badly to be down here as a human being that I just went recluse and I went yeah. inside. I was living in my mind with something that is called maladaptive daydreaming where I'm constantly anywhere in my mind, but the physical reality. And what I learned is that it makes it more, it makes me want to live on earth more when I view this as a video game. Like I feel like you said, Grand Theft Auto, I feel like a Sims character when yeah. I'm able yeah, like when I'm able to put myself in that perspective, it changes everything about how I'm feeling in that moment. Because I'll be on autopilot and then I'll remember, I am the creator of the story. This is a game and I'm a character. If I don't like the way that something is going, I can just change that. Or I like I think about it like everything becomes more fun if I consider this to be a game because it feels more temporary it, and it feels more like you don't feel so stuck. You don't feel mm. so... Like you, you're not in control. You know, it, it gives you back that power and it takes away the illusion that you're not in control. Yeah. I, I, there was a moment talking about that. There was a moment. And uh, honestly, I, I, I'm hardcore with healing. Being a healer, I have to be. But I am hardcore. I've gotten to the stage where there is no emotion that comes up that I don't automatically go, oh, what does that mean? Like and do the exploration. Like it just doesn't happen anymore. Um, and I I like reintegrate aspects about five six times a week, and it's been like that for the longest time. So I've worked a lot on myself. So when I say this, it it has come from a lot of work. But there was a moment where I realized, like, and I mean truly, truly realized and saw. I've been stripped back a number of times through in meditations and everything. And I've shown reality in different stages because part of my path is to learn what reality is so I can teach everyone. Mm -hmm. And what the moment I realized like, Oh my God, no one has control over me. Yeah. Like I was like, no one. And I was like, not the government. I was like, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. I was like, Wait, 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 wait. Let me check this. Let me check this. And I was like, I was like, no. And I remember my son is uh my son's pretty much awake now. He's 14. Uh, and I've been helping him along this journey on the stages and everything. And I was like, I was like, you, you like no one has control over you. And I was like, I, I know. And then I told this person and I told that person. And I was like, I didn't get it until I saw it. Like and right. I did all the work. And I'm still doing the work. You never stop. But I did all that work up until then. And I saw it. And holy moly, I was like, and I, and I don't mean like we all have free will. And it is true that, yes, we're here to experience contrast. So that doesn't mean that I'm living a life of love, enlightenment, and peace forever. And I'm never going to feel the undesirable emotions, which is what I call them. Yeah. Not negative or bad. I call them the yes. undesirable emotions. Yeah. Because they're emotions, they have value. Um, so it's not like uh, you're never going to experience anger, fear, shame, guilt, apathy, despair, or anything like that again. But you just realize like, wow, like I really have my hands on the wheel. You know, there mm -hmm. might be, there, there'll be a bump down the road and there might be like a huge block and then I have to go around this path and do this or something. But but I've still got the hands on my hands on the wheel. Exactly. You feel like you have a better grasp on controlling the things that come at you versus feeling like they take control of you. Like, like you said, lower or undesirable emotions are not bad. There's no inherent bad emotion. It's all there to teach you something about how you're feeling. And, you know, those feelings being the indicators to why your outside reality is the way that it is. So when you at least get a grasp on, well, when this undesirable emotion comes up, 
how am I going to handle this? Am I going to let this send me into a full on panic or an, an anxious spiral? Am I going to go lower with it? Or am I going to notice that it's just an alarm system? It's just telling me that something isn't in alignment. And then that's an, an, it's a beautiful indicator, actually, because it means you have control to even be able to feel those undesirable emotions just means that you have the control to change it. And that, like you said, it puts you in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I call our emotions guidance system and, mm -hmm. you know, just like you said, I, and one thing that we all learn, unfortunately, in today's society, it, you know, we live in the emotional dark ages. That means most, if not all the people in your life around you have never known how to be there for you and themselves emotionally. So we're all brought up in the same sense that we are taught that we are responsible for other people's emotions, how other people feel emotionally. So you, if, if, if you made your caregivers angry, it was your fault. You know, if, uh, if they're not happy and if they're angry for any other reason, we have to make them happy because that means I'm safe. So there's so many different types of experiences. If you do this, that'll make your mom happy. Or if you don't do that, your dad's going to be really angry. So we're literally programmed to be taught that I am responsible for someone else's guidance system, for someone mm -hmm. else's feedback system, for someone else's, I always, it's like a compass out in the open sea. And by the logic that we are taught that we are responsible for other people's emotions, it's like you being stood on a ship with your compass and it's not saying north and it's saying west. And then you're going, hey, why isn't this saying north? Why aren't you making my compass say north? I was like, I <laughs> you're not in control of that. You're right. <laughs> and then and it's I watched one of your videos too, and I resonate with it where you explain that it's not only that other people aren't in control of your emotions. You aren't even really in control of your emotions. They are just the external feedback to your internal vibrations. So, you know, in a sense, you can say you're in control because you know how to, you know, be in the driver's seat and handle it a little bit better. If you're getting the alarm system, you don't want to let how other people are acting trigger you into feeling something. But even you can't control if that emotion comes over you. You can only choose what to do with it from there. Yeah. One of that. I've actually done two videos. The reason I did the second video is because a lot of people in the first video were like, no, I can control it. And I never try and convince anyone of anything. I literally don't. I'm like, you know, I'm going to tell you what I've seen and what I've healed from, which is what everyone else that I'm helping is healing from as well. If you don't believe that's completely okay. I always, my goal is to empower people. And I'm like, question it, like question it genuinely do genuinely question it so so i made another video not to try and kind of be like no this is it but like because i recognize a lot of people didn't understand yeah they were confused they didn't understand the difference between controlling emotions and controlling the behavior once the emotion has happened exactly there's a huge difference, like a humongous difference. And the reason why it's so important to understand that difference is because of its knowledge of how you work. Like mm -hmm. I, if I believe I can control my emotions, then I don't, I don't see it for what it is, which is a communication, which is a exactly. feedback system. And that's why I made the second video and I was like, no, like you, you're literally controlling your behavior. Like it, it kind of almost limits you in a way if you believe that you are fully in control of your emotions, because when you are feeling those undesirable emotions, you kind of beat yourself up like, oh, this is my fault. I'm feeling this way when it's more like well, no, like, you know, the universe is trying to communicate to you that if you don't want to feel these ways that these triggers come to you as like um, an indicator of how to heal from this. It's not necessarily that you, it's your fault you feel that way, mm. you know, 
but it's like there's something that's in your subconscious that you haven't brought out yet that keeps coming back up to make you feel these things. So if you can't, you know, learn from that and you just keep saying, well, you know, I just send myself on anxious spirals. That's just the way I am. Like, but you don't have to be, you know, it's not mm. your fault. It's just trying to communicate that you haven't dealt with something. Yeah. And uh, 100%. And once you start getting in the habit of seeing it as a communication, oh, I can't tell you how much life changes from there. Like the speed of things that change is, is, is insane. What, what you just said then reminded me of um, the term of you're always where you need to be because it's a communication from the universe. And again, there, there's a misconception. Um, I know you, we, we've talked about this and you and I have both come here to kind of, I always say, fuck shit up and what i yep. mean by that is break the social norms of the spiritual community that you have to be like this and you have to be like like no you you're here to experience life that means anything goes you're literally here it's a school you're here to learn anything goes and one of the misconceptions that uh i don't even know if it's class as a misconception it's just uh not fully grasping the understanding that i talk to a lot of people and they're like i'm exactly where i need to be it's like well yes but only energetically and what right. i mean by that it, it's like you you can't learn the lesson that's in three years time now exactly like you you can repeat the same lesson until you learn it over and over again and the universe will present this and you'll go nope don't want to learn it so then it will present this and go nope don't want to learn but it's all the same lesson it's mm -hmm. all so energetically whether you do no 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 three months four months later like no but i'm exactly where i need to be like yeah you, you just in terms of the same lesson that you're ready to learn now is being presented to you but if you don't take that lesson on board and if you don't get to those parts of yourself and heal that part of yourself and do what the universe is trying to get you to do it's going to keep repeating and you're not really kind of progressing right with the the whole point you know i always tell people the whole point of life is just living you know you're just down here to feel good i even compare it um you know i don't know if this is really like on brand for um anything with your channel but i do compare it to a shroom trip because i think that being human is like the shroom trip for the soul you know you're just down here to have a good time but while you're down here you're going to also have you know, lessons and um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, desires and goals that you set before you even incarnated. You wrote yourself a soul contract that you wanted to come yeah. down here and and learn and accomplish and grow through. And so, like you said, you know, you might not be in the necessarily the wrong place, but the whole point of coming down is soul evolution. If you came to earth school, you wanted to evolve. So, you know, the, the point being is maybe you're not in the wrong place necessarily because there's no inherent right or wrong, but you mm. are holding yourself in a sense back the longer that you choose to stay where you're at it's not right or wrong but it's up to you if you want to keep seeing the same reality every single day because you know you didn't come here for that you came here to to experience as many things as you possibly could while also growing your soul also if you're watching this right now and you heard what you just said then you're definitely <laughs> this is the universe communicating to you right now what you just <laughs> so that was very very strong and powerful um yeah i completely agree uh it was it, it it literally is that it's the progression and i i realized when i i learned that the hard way like i was in suffering for a while because not that I necessarily, I obviously I had resistance, but my resistance wasn't conscious to me. I wasn't aware of that I was resisting. And mm -hmm. this is why, again, I teach people how they work. I concentrate, like I could, I could put so much content out there regarding how reality works and, you know, things like that. But most of my content is teaching people how to heal, is 
bringing to awareness like oh these aspects that you have because you've lived in the mainstream parenting technique and everything and because that all leads them to all the other paths it's the cheat code i did another video talking about how the cheat code to life is learning how to emotionally heal yourself and it's it's basically that's why i was in suffering i didn't really know how to emotionally heal myself and i was like meditating i was doing all these things and i was like why is nothing working <laughs> and then i i remember the first time i i truly learned what was going on and i was like oh wow this is the answer i was like this is it because oh i felt so different so different and you know what i i like to tell people is that the truth of the matter is that you were programmed from a very young age to not know how to trust your own self because you were taking on what everyone told you you should either want or you should go towards so on and so forth but that's the problem is your in your intuition is an internal compass towards the path of least resistance. It is always leading you towards the path of least resistance, but whether you choose to hear it or not is fully dependent on how much you can trust yourself. And you know, that stems, like we just said, from shadow work, inner child healing. Because if you can't tell yourself that just because you have been programmed to believe that this is how a system works or how you have to follow these rules or these structures, if you can't understand that those things are a false illusion of control of others, then you'll never know how to trust yourself. And if mm. you cannot trust yourself, you will not choose the path of least resistance. You will keep doing the same detrimental uh, behaviors. And I don't mean to call them detrimental like bad, but if it's not where you want to be and you're not paying attention to the alarm system, you won't be able to get on the path of least resistance because you're going to see it as dangerous until you heal your inner child. Yeah. You know, your, uh, what is it called? Your, um, your ego I, I like to tell people your ego is not a bad friend. It's just been hurt so badly that it's got the false information. Like it's got information from your past that used to keep you safe as a child, but repeating that fight or flight pattern nowadays when you're not living in fight or flight, well, you might be living in it, but you're not supposed to be living in it. Yeah. Isn't helping progress. Yeah. No, do you know what? Hearing you say that reminded me of one of your videos that I watched uh, and you were talking about the herd consciousness and how people have been tricked out of understanding that they're worthy of the necessities, like the basic necessities. Um, I mean, you can explain it much better. Yeah. So um, I basically had manifested $10,000 out of thin air. And I mean, no one knows where it came from, but we know that it was there. And it all stemmed from understanding that my root chakra was extremely blocked because I didn't know that I was connected to tribal consciousness. So basically every single human being that is born onto earth has a right to their basic necessities, food, water, shelter, and clothing. And the universe will never, and I mean never, dump you on your face where you don't have access to those things. However, if you have a blockage in your root chakra and you don't believe that you're worthy of those things, then you are already emitting the frequency out to the universe that you don't want those things back. And it's not that you know that consciously because no. on a well, you're like, but I do believe that I'm worthy of having these things. But there's something in your subconscious that argues with that point. And if you can't make those two see on the same page, you're not going to be able to manifest it into your physical reality. So I, I do tell people, um, you know, the understanding of tribal consciousness and the understanding that you are worthy and valid and have a right to your basic necessities as a birthright, just because you were born onto earth is the way that you manifest money because so many people you know as much as i do believe that we should all get back to trading and bartering and living in tribes we're not quite there yet so you know money is the way that our society sustains itself if you need money you have to understand you're connected to tribal consciousness if you trust that and you trust it even when it doesn't look like it's doing its thing for you that money will come out of nowhere i mean who loses ten thousand dollars on the ground you know what i mean I, I've I've got to ask you the question that everyone's thinking about watching this right now. When you say it just appeared out of nowhere, no one can explain it. Can you go a little bit more in depth in what actually happened? Absolutely. So basically, I had quit my job 
And I was like, you know what? I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust the universe. And I went two full months with no job, just trusting that I, you know, the universe would take care of me. And at first, um, you know, I had like my neighbor kind of helping me out when food was starting to get bad. And it was like, you know, I found that I was never on my face. I never didn't have food. I, I might not have been able to pick what I wanted, but I never didn't have access to it. My apartment was starting to get to the point where I was going to get evicted because I hadn't paid rent in two months, but I still wasn't there yet. I had a roof over my head. So when I started feeling this gratitude, and I mean, like, Everyone around me thought I was losing my mind. They were like, how could you possibly be happy right now? Like you've cut off all your friends. You've cut off your family. You don't have a job. You're about to get evicted. How could you possibly be happy? Because I was telling like my therapist and everyone, I was like, no, you guys don't understand. I can breathe for the first time in my life. Like everyone thinks I'm crazy. And I think that I'm, I'm doing well. Like, and my therapist gets her dictionary out and she shows me the definition for mania. And I'm like, I'm not manic. I'm, I'm doing fine. And, um, and it was like, you know, everyone was trying to convince me that I was going crazy. So yeah. I ended up getting an, a job interview for another job because everyone thinks I'm losing my shit. And the night before my interview, uh, or sorry, um, the night before my, my first day at that job, I went to sleep with so much gratitude in my heart for everything that I had, even though it seemed like I had nothing. I had sold everything. I didn't even have a bed at this point. But to me, it didn't matter. I was so grateful because I had peace. I was doing shadow work. I was healing my relationship to money and my root chakra. I was literally just spending all of my time focusing on my inner child healing. And all of that got me to the resonance where I could manifest that money. So what had happened that it appeared out of nowhere was I had asked my ex fiance if she could come over the next day to get her mail because she had left like, well, you know, like when we lived together in that apartment, obviously her address was still there. So she had this big package. That I was like, I feel like this is important. And she's like, yeah, like I'll come over. We hadn't spoken in six months. And I told her like, you know, I also feel like this is important for us to clear anything that we didn't get to say when we broke up because we were way too mad at the time. So she comes over and I get a call when she's outside the gate and she's like, hurry up, hurry up. I need you to open the gate fast, 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 fast. And I was like, okay. So I open the gate and she runs into my apartment with her like sweatshirt full of money. And she just drops it all over the ground. And she's like, dude, I just found this on the ground. And I was like, what do you mean on the ground? She's like, I opened the door to my truck and it's just on the ground. And I was like, no way. And she's like, no, dude, I swear to God. And we start counting it because it's in stacks of 20. And sure as shit, there was $10,000. And I was like, dude, I'm about to get evicted. Can I please borrow $3,000? I will pay you back. And she was like, I got you. No, no worries. Like, I got you. You know, like we didn't end on bad terms or anything. But point being is even if that whole 10K wasn't for me, she needed help with money. I needed help with money. It appeared out of nowhere. We don't know where it came from, but we know that it came. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's, that is a story that well, I, I always tell people that, look it's not like money just appears <laughs> yeah I, I always say like look when you're manifesting wealth you have to be that version of you that's wealthy because that you 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 create the life by being whatever you want to create so if you want to be stood on a stage you know singing to thousands of people you can't do it just sat at home meditating you need to go get a career and sing and you need to practice you know like you need to improve your singing ability and things like that. and it, it comes because it's your joy you follow your joy you'll get to where it is but uh <laughs> yeah for you it just appeared but i say it always has to make sense and it still makes sense because it physically makes sense that could have been someone that just obviously someone left it there you know it, it physically in in terms of 3d physicality reality matter it makes sense that there was cash there and you picked it up, you know, and then you got to wherever you got and everything. But the fact that it just appeared, that, that's really, how did you, I mean, I, I pretty much, I, I think I know the answer, but how did you, how were you able to get to that level of gratitude in that place? Because a lot of people are no doubt, in some really, really bad places. And just like myself, I used to be. And I'd be like, I can't be grateful for anything. I'm trying my best. I just can't get there. Like, how did you 
to like help anyone that's on this journey to be like, oh, okay, I can maybe take something from that. Um, I feel like a lot of people might be able to resonate with this, but it basically was that my soul was craving peace at all yeah. costs, point where I was willing to try anything. And Shameful. I had, yeah, like, yeah. like I had already been on a spiritual journey before I quit my job, but it was nothing like after I quit. Because, you know, when when you're in the matrix system, you're out there working, um, you know, you're still not giving yourself the full attention that you need to realize how valuable you are. So when I finally just quit my job, I had simultaneously cut out all the people in my life down to my best friend, my mom, like everybody, yeah. I went out because I just felt like that everything around me wasn't resonating with where I wanted to be. I knew that the spiritual teachings that I was learning were making sense. But like you said, in the beginning of this video, I didn't know how to apply them. I understood mm -hmm. that it made sense, but I didn't know how to feel that. So when I quit, I, I basically had just gotten so many signs and synchronicities that were telling me to quit my job. Like angel numbers were a big thing for me. They were popping up all the time and making me basically never give up. Let me put it this way. If you see angel numbers all the time and, and you see synchronicities of things all the time, your guides are right there with you. So it kind of took me being able to trust that I've seen miracles happen in my life before why would this time be different because i'm asking yeah. for something better. oh um actually i have a, a short story to tell um if it if we like if it calls for it to how i actually was able to trust this um yeah. so before i quit my job i had actually seen this manifestation of money play out once before in a in a lesser way and that's what gave me the motivation to believe it would do it again so basically um I don't know if you've ever like gone to like graves or anything, if you know what EDC is. Um, yeah. Okay. So, huge, so huge dubstep fan. Huge dubstep okay, fan. Cool. So you already know. Oh, so I, already I had know. never been. Oh, hey. Sorry, my cat's arguing with each other. Um, so I had never been to EDC before. And this girl talked me into like, I met her at a bar. She had the same name as me, like basically a mirror reflection. Like so many things were similar. And she was like, yeah, dude, like I'm going to EDC Florida. And I just want someone to go with me because the person who was going to go with me ditched me. And I was like, you know what? This might be crazy of me because I just met you, but I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm going to do it. So I bought the ticket. I didn't know that girl never actually had bought her ticket. So by the time that I was supposed to go, she didn't have a ticket. And I started trying to like sell mine like crazy because I didn't want to go to Florida by myself. I had never even left the state that I was from. I was from California. I'd never been on a plane before. I had never left the state before. So I was literally freaking out trying to sell this over $200 ticket. And I'm like, bro, no one's buying it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try the manifestation method. I don't know how this money is going to come. I'm not going to worry about it. I don't have a hotel room. I don't have, um, you know, outfits. I don't have time off work. I don't have any money to my name to buy a plane ticket, but I have an EDC ticket. So yeah. I'm going to manifest. So I sat there and I started doing shadow work specifically on my sacral chakra. I did not worry about how the money was going to come. I just kept trusting that it would. Three days before EDC, no plane ticket, no hotel, no nothing. Three days before I went to therapy, group therapy with my mom for the first time to work on something that I knew was a blockage in my sacral chakra, which again, your sacral chakra is where you receive from. So if you've got blockages there, you cannot receive. So when we went to therapy, the second I sat next to her, my phone alerted me and said, ding, we just raised your credit line $1,500. There went the money. But it required me first stepping into the energy of trusting that it would come with no idea how, not losing the faith, even though it was getting close to the deadline, and just figuring that it would come and working on myself. And when I did that process, $1,500 manifested itself. I went to Florida by myself, had the time of my life, had never even been on a plane before, did it by myself, all of the things across the country all alone. And I came back and I felt invincible. So that gave me more motivation to quit the next month because it was November when I went to EDC. I quit in December and I just mm -hmm. kind of went off of that. It felt like there was so much proof in that, that method that I could try it again. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a huge difference. Um, I got so many downloads when you were saying that then, by the way. 
<laughs> so many and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you exactly what just came to me now yeah um because someone needs to hear it there's a there's a there's this video that i watched many many years ago uh and i mean like way before i was awake and it was a guy who was a motivational speaker no idea what his name is um american guy and he was at a school giving this kind of like talk to these kids and then he was uh I think it was talking about success or something. I don't know. Um, but what he said was that, uh, by the way, I don't necessarily agree with this in terms of the way he was saying it, but his story was ha has a meaning behind it. He was basically saying that when you want something as bad as you would want to live, and he used the example of if you're underwater and someone's holding you underwater and you're drowning you're not thinking about what's on tv you're not thinking about the football game you're not thinking about like you know uh what you're going to eat and who this person and what this person say the only thing you're thinking about is air how can i survive how can i get water in that moment that is the only thing you're thinking about and when i asked you earlier how you got yourself to that place of being able to trust and i said i think yeah. i know is because i literally and you you confirmed it um you just your soul just needed to experience peace it's because i was exactly the same when you get to that place where you're like enough is enough like i don't care i don't care that things are gonna i might lose my house i don't care that i'm gonna miss the bill like i i don't care like I'm only trying to survive. I'm yep. only trying to breathe right now because I'm underwater and I just need to breathe peace. I need, you know, and my oxygen is peace. My oxygen is not being in emotional pain. And that is how I also managed to get to certain parts of myself that when I talk to people, they're like, I can't get there. And I've, you know, I, and I'm like, and the download that I got, which, you know, I always say the way, the way you start, there are increments of like letting go means letting go of the way that you've been meeting an unmet need in an unhealthy way. So if I'm using resentment, we use resentment as kind of like a, a personal reminder that I will never let anyone do this to me again. It's like I always call resentment like the cousin of anger. And it's <laughs> and it's it's a way that we meet an unmet need. Anger's always got fear under it. So from keeping away from the fear, I will resent that person, which is how I'm holding on to that fear. Mm -hmm. Now, that's how I'm meeting that unmet need. If I let go without learning how to meet that need in an in a healthy way. I go straight into pain. I go straight into fear and straight into pain. And that's why I won't let go of my resentment. So what I need to do is I need to heal the fear under it and learn how to meet that unmet need in a healthier way, which then letting go comes as a byproduct because then I let go of the unhealthy way because I'm meeting it in a different way. Now, mm -hmm. when I do that, my resentment goes because that's what I'm letting go of. Yes. And then the outcome of that is i forgive the person because i'm not resenting anymore but that is like letting go on the individual experience level and then there's like kind of like another level of letting go so let's say this is just an example so it's not you know it's not accurate necessarily but it's just to get the understanding let's say i have 20 experiences of letting go which all I let go, I let go of this aspect, this aspect, this aspect. And then eventually I get to a place where like all of these aspects were giving energy to the type of experience that I had with the certain types of people. To let go of that one is to find approval for. And, you know, it, we have to find that approval emotionally. So it's not logically, you can't logically work it out. Like for example, I logically know that I chose to go through the experiences that I did 
because I came here to do what I'm doing now. I came here to wake people up, to help people heal, to like everything, teach people about reality and everything. And I wouldn't be able to do any of this if I didn't go through that. I logically know that, but that doesn't mean because I logically know it that I have found approval and now I can let go. I have to feel it. Mm -hmm. So through my healing, I've literally grabbed aspects of myself and I've been like, no, like you are not weak. You are the strongest part of me. You are the armor that I have needed. And I see them like as I'm healing them, I'm seeing them like go on as like armor. Like, no, you, you, the, you know, and, and these are all the aspects that collectively we call the ego. The ego is not necessarily like the inner child that is a single essence of us. When we refer to the ego, it's, it's the behaviors of the collection of aspects that have learned how to keep us safe. So mm -hmm. when I'm bringing these aspects in, I'm like, no, this behavior is, is not a bad behavior. It's you've kept us safe, obviously. Yeah. And and it's like, no, you're, you're this, you're that, that. So that's how you, and then you kind of start practicing so much self-love that then you love yourself so much. You love this version of yourself and you would never be this version of yourself if you didn't go through what you went through. So and I don't want this version of myself to change. So right. I am finding approval for what I've been through. But the download I just got now was, again, I logically knew, but I didn't feel it up until this moment. So by the way, thank you, first of Absolutely. all. <laughs> um, but what it was, this one was at a much, much higher level of finding approval for you realize that when you're underwater, all you want to do is breathe air. And this is why we chose the path that we did to experience the pain that we have, because that's what got you to only caring about feeling peace. Yep. Which is what got you... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> which, is, which is what got you to being able to feel gratitude. Yes. Yes. And similar for me, the pain that I went through is what got me to making some really big decisions to cut a lot of people out of my life that were very, very close to me in order to be able to work on myself, to be like, no, like that is like, it's not okay. Like this is it now. That is, that is it. Like I, I cannot live in this pain anymore and I have to figure it out. It got me to a place where I had to, and I mean, had to figure out what was going on. It was, was no, no other option. No. Yeah. No, and no. I, like, I know, like, you know, I was telling the stories earlier of like where the motivation came from, but to piggyback on what you just said, as far as like your soul needing peace, like people really um, don't understand, like with a lot of us, when you get pushed to that point of your spiritual awakening, you kind of have been unconsciously moving through patterns for so long. And for a lot of people, they aren't even necessarily patterns that they picked up in this lifetime. You know, your soul doesn't forget things that you haven't let go of. Let's mm. say like, if you lived in your past lifetime and something like really like, and I mean like traumatic happened to you and you thought to yourself in that moment, I am never doing this again. The, and, and it set your ego to believe that it had to protect you from that. You can come into this lifetime feeling defensive, being on fight or flight mode for something you haven't even experienced in this current body, but it's in your soul DNA. And you, and whether you pick it up in this lifetime or not, you are going to continue to perpetuate these patterns until something comes through that you're like enough is enough mm. and like like you said like I had to cut out all my friends all my coworkers, my job my family everything because I needed to be alone to figure out what was my thoughts and what did I pick up where where did I pick up these patterns from I I literally have a I can't show you because I have long sleeves on but I have a tattoo right here that says everything but it's spelled in the form of a question mark because if you just question literally everything about everything you will eventually find your answers and for me you know I realized 
I don't feel good when I hang around these people. I don't feel good when I go to work. I don't feel good when I talk shit about people, but that's mm. what all my friends do. I don't feel good when I'm around said family member, but that person gave birth to me. It doesn't matter. Like, like there's, there's so much chaos that'll happen until you realize this is coming from this. I mm. have to do something. If I want a different outcome, I have to have a different input. It's what real. It's what makes you realize the difference between your intuition and your ego. Like I, I explained this in a video the other day where I told people, understanding your intuition is simply realizing that your ego is the loop and your intuition is the spiral. Your ego will always use reasons why you shouldn't try a new pattern because new seems dangerous. You know, even if it's not dangerous, it seems dangerous because it could come with failure. It could come with rejection. And I've seen some of your videos before where you mentioned that as humans, we, you know, we need validation or we need acceptance to feel like, you know, we can keep going. And I feel like when you're a young child and you don't receive that, you spiral into patterns where you're just like, you know, I will do anything to find this acceptance to the point where you're doing things unconsciously that you don't even want to be doing. And that's where you realize you're creating a loop. You haven't tried anything new because you're afraid that it's dangerous and not trying anything new has left you to continuously create the same outcome. If you try this thing that seems a little scary, like me quitting my job and not paying bills and not caring and not freaking knowing where it was going to come from, Something amazing could happen. And it was the what if, it was the could that that left me believing if I need peace this bad and, and all else fails and I'm wrong and I don't end up with anywhere to live or whatever, I'm still okay with that. I was at peace with the fact that I could be in my car, living in a car, because I was like, you know, I just want nothing outside of me to be influencing how I feel on the inside, but I have to make that change for that to happen. But that gratitude, like you said, it comes from the needing of that piece. You've been broken down so much through the same cycles that you realize like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need something to change. Thank you very much for watching this video. Before you go, there's more. We have continued the conversation. If you'd like to watch the rest of this conversation, you can find a link to it in the description. If you enjoyed this and you wanna hear more conversations like this, and that can only happen if you subscribe. Seriously, there's no other way of it happening. Mm.